1: welcome back to the flow track podcast i'm kevin he's lincoln that's right he's lincoln second episode in a row lincoln strike joins me good morning how are you sir
0: uh you know doing pretty good um i don't know who decided whenever it's you on the show you always do the intro but if it's me and gordon i do the intro i guess we've just completely kept gordon away from doing the introductions We're a little scared mm-hmm. what what he would come out of his mouth if if <clears throat> if he was left to that and i guess now after mm-hmm. the sixers have been swept we've got to keep his mouth closed as much as possible because i who knows expletives might fly out he's he's running hot uh, uh right now mm-hmm. i feel bad for him i know he struggles when his philly sports teams don't do good um but uh uh, we could have a whole podcast, I'm just going down a rabbit hole, about the, the process. Did the, It was the process of failure because I think this could be the end of the process.
1: I like how they're just going to give up on it now because they got swept. It yeah. didn't matter that her second best player was hurt. They're not going to let cool mm-hmm. heads prevail and be like, you know what? This was a weird season. There was a global mm-hmm. pandemic. One of our best players got hurt. Let's just run it back next year. It's like, nope, got to get rid of all mm-hmm. of it. Let's just scrap. Let's yeah. build it back up. They sell hope there. That's what they do. They just sell yeah. hope, and I think people, Philly sports fans. I'm not saying Gordon specifically. Oh, wait, maybe I am. Yes, I'm talking about Gordon specifically. They're, I a lot it's of times so- they're more interested in the tra- They're more interested in the transactions, in the moves, than the actual yeah. team. If you told them they could go farther next year, but not make as many moves, I think they are really into the whole, the
0: old free agency game and cap room and all that stuff. It's wild. Gets it gets very excited about small free agent additions it's uh <laughs> it's counterintuitive, you would think um but uh i enjoy i i listen i don't want to try to enjoy too much with for somebody who i consider my friend but you know he's trolled us over our sports fandom before and i'm not going to send him yeah. text messages after his, his team gets swept but uh, just because I think you know, we're familiar enough with each other, we know now that it's just mm-hmm. that the uh, – here's the thing. Last year was the ultimate. The the Kawhi bounce-around game winner was the ultimate. Yeah. And we were in Iowa watching it, and we could hear Gordon's death screams all the way back in Texas. <laughs> so it's never going to top that. Um, but, yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I tend to get a certain kick out of – just the the pain that is other people's sports fandoms because I you know as a Chicago fan I've felt that pain many times over and I'll feel it again. So, sure. All's well that sure. uh, it's a, it's a, I guess all's fair in love and war. That doesn't really apply here, but kind of does.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people want to know why are we not going to hear Gordon on the pod this week, and you've just given a great explanation. We have no idea where he is. Usually he sends that. Usually he sends a text out on. And we have a lot of Gordon Stans who listen to this episode, so that's why, why I'm mm-hmm. saying it. Usually he sends out a text on Sunday night, hey, who's on the pod this week? And I was going to do a yeah. joke where it's just going to be you. It's gonna be, it was going to be you every day because yeah. you, you haven't been here yeah. for a while. And I know you're still looking for that time off from Doha that's not coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but he, never, <laughs> he never sent the text. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why yeah. You actually sent the text mm-hmm. before he did. And mm-hmm. he didn't say anything. And then I realized, oh, he's probably wandering around downtown Austin. Oh. and has been there for the last eight hours so now i'm kind of worried now that we say it so we should reach out after this episode i guess we have a meeting at in a a few yeah we can Mm -hmm. touch base with him but yeah we'll
0: make sure he's doing okay
1: let's let's talk did you watch did you watch stockholm live yesterday did you watch it taped did you watch it
0: Um, yeah i mean I've i've since watched all the races i uh was sleeping in because the not last night, but the night before was a little rough with my three week old daughter. Uh, not too bad, but just this the the you know, the waking up at four and just being totally awake at four o'clock the tough one, the tough one to navigate. So I was asleep until like 9 30. So I missed, I woke up to your text message, not woke up to, but when I woke up, it was like you had texted me five minutes ago reacting to war homes, uh 4687. And uh, t- truth be told, I know he is. It's, he's capable of a special time anywhere um, at any time. I, I didn't think like the Stockholm track historically has not been super fast, and it kind of bared out mm. in the other events. I didn't think like the world record was under threat yesterday, and to, to my surprise, obviously he 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 nearly did it right, and he you know some people would say that you know him. Uh, grazing the the last hurdle cost him the world record, and so that's how close he came to it. So I was stunned that that he ran that fast, even though we expect a you know a remarkable performance every time Warholm, uh competes.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he would have had it just point oh nine from Kevin Young's mark. He went out in lane eight, which was a clear sign that he had no interest of using the competition in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Which I'm glad yeah. he has realized that because we've all noticed that over the past year or so unless he's in a race with Samba or Benjamin what's what's remarkable is you know there's events that have gone on as per usual throughout the pandemic despite the pandemic like the men's 1500 you're getting Jakob Ingerbitz yeah. and you're getting Timothy Chariot, Um, toe-to-toe they're they're battling it out and then there's events such as I don't know, the women's formula hurdles, right? Sydney and Dalila Muhammad didn't go to Europe. So that event is basically on pause for the time being. There's, yeah. Nothing's happening yeah. with that. Yeah, you, know, you, you you could say Lyles in the 200, so you're getting some action there. But usually um, what I've noticed is it's hot or cold, right? Donovan Brazier has decided to run this year and has yeah. had some awesome races. And there's been some big-time people who have stepped up and tried to compete against him, be it in Monaco or Stockholm. Warholm hasn't had anybody step up with him, but it doesn't matter because he can carry the yep. whole thing by himself. He's never needed competition to run fast. He still doesn't need competition to run fast. This was just a remarkable run. He came back later in the meet, ran 45 low to win the Open 400. I think, I think he's going to get the record, Lincoln. I just The timing this year is so weird. I saw the next target would be in the Italy Diamond League, but that's, that's three weeks away no guarantees Mm -hmm. and i know he said in monaco i'm going to run this like it's the last race of the season so now you know we'll be five weeks past what was supposed to be the last race of his season do you see is there any possibility that we go into 2021 without warholm being the world record holder
0: well i think it's it's certainly possible as you, you know he, he ran a perfect race through uh, whatever it was nine hurdles and then you know he barely grazed it and it made like we said it probably cost him although he didn't stumble but it, it did you know it was slight enough or it was a significant enough for it to probably i mean 0.09 is not a very <clears throat> big amount of time do i is there any possibility sure i mean i i, I you know he only has a handful more of chances it's tough to run that fast you know he's not as good as he is he's not breaking 47 seconds every single time out right um I, given what we saw yesterday i'm kind of surprised he didn't run faster than forty-seven ten in monaco um so it, i mean it's just regardless of somebody who's in world record shape like i think he is it's hard to break 47 seconds every single time out and even for a, a self-motivated guy, a guy who doesn't rely on any competition. Like you said, it's, uh, you know, doing it all on your own, I think is particularly hard. He would benefit f- from a Benjamin or a Samba. Um, even if those guys aren't ready to run <clears throat> sub 47 right now. So given that he's going to have probably a handful more, you know, two to three, maybe four more chances. I don't know which races he's going to do. Um, it, it's not a guarantee that, uh, he's going to have the world record. I imagine he will. I I would <clears throat> venture to guess that he will have it by the end of this season, but uh, it's a hard, it's a tough record, even for someone on, on his level and he's going to have to be perfect. And he was almost perfect yesterday, but just just a, a hair imperfect enough to where Kevin Young is still drinking mojitos mm-hmm. out on the, the supposed beach where he lives. I have no idea what he's doing, but uh yeah it's a tough record and he's he's got to be perfect and most races he's pretty close to perfect and yesterday was as close as he's ever come and uh i think i think hitting the hurdle really emphasized like oh yeah he's got to be a hundred percent on to to get this it's not just going to come by him like you know he's not just going to start running in the 46 sixes like he's going to have to have a perfect race and uh he almost had it yesterday
1: isn't it weird though that Doha World Championship in front of a a crowd with the best competition. a
0: crowd, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, well, Samba was racing, so there was people there. there. Yeah, you're right. There there, there was more people there, and it was a major championship. There was something on the line, and he runs 47.4, and then now in this race, there's there's nobody within three seconds of him. There's no crowd. There's no global championship. It's only his second real formula hurdle race. Of the year, and he runs the fastest time he's ever put in. I just think, as we talked about, I think we talked about this last week. Oh, wait, that podcast never saw the light of day. In any event, let me just recap what we talked about in the podcast. It didn't, but we were talking about, we were talking about how, correct me if I'm wrong, we were talking about how we need to kind of revisit the assumption that every athlete needs a bunch of races to get sharp at this level. That for some people, i.e., Timothy Cherry, who almost runs a PR in Monaco, it's not a it's not a one to one comparison. It's not as if oh everybody on their third race is obviously going to be better than their first race. Maybe Warholm is just that guy. He doesn't need competition. He doesn't need a crowd. He just slaps himself hard enough until he gets fired up. He doesn't need a lot of races to get going at a high at a high level. Because if he does need those things, Lincoln, he's going to run forty six two or something like that. Crazy yeah, when yeah, he does yeah. when he does break yeah. it. Because he's yeah. not getting any of that, and he's still running so fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I. I mean, he is has a, I think a tremendous advantage. We kind of thought that this would be a three way battle for the world record. He's at a tremendous advantage because, like you said, he's not going to need those things. So he's going. He's he's in. He is um, a threat to break the world record every time he goes out. I don't think you can probably say say the same um, about Benjamin and Samba they're, they're going to need. To to my eyes, and I could be wrong, but they're going to need a big final to to do it. Not only because they don't race as frequently, but they just don't. They 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 tend to build, right? It seems like it's a it's a build, especially for for Benjamin. It seems like he's a you know you think back, he built up to his NCAA final uh, and and ran that forty seven zero, and it won't operate that way. It is almost like he's more comfortable in like a time trial type situation where it's just him Mm -hmm. he's facing himself his best competitor is truly himself it's like you know he's got a like a in his mind he's just trying to prove it to himself that he can do this all alone and uh it's tremendous advantage when you come to this era who's going to be the king of this era i think we've you know talked about like who's these these three are all going to be all uh potentially three all-time grades and warholm already is that and his ability to to just be like a self starter is s- seemingly different. Yes, I know Samba is much more reserved, and so is Benjamin. So it's you know you're not going to see them slapping their face, but he just has an I, th- I think a, a physical a, or a mental edge just because he's so. He just seems like he wants it more, and that may not be the case. <clears throat> but but he's just in a zone right now that nobody else is getting to, and he just has this, like, psychological edge as, as far as um, – yeah, this is huge for him going into next year, right? It's, you're going to be talking about a guy who was trying to crack a world record every time out while Benjamin wasn't even racing. Um, he doesn't seem beatable right now, and it's just getting him the world record, um, and, and he's going to be able to yeah. do it seemingly by himself.
1: We haven't heard much from Saba this year, but Benjamin has been I – mean, he ran that 10-0 in that that's 100, yeah. which which is useful yeah. to have. That's, that's a useful tool that's if true. you're going to try to beat Carson Warholm because obviously he's got the, got the flat speed. I don't – yeah, I don't know if – I don't know if he wants it more. I would say more. He's just – his skill set is definitely more useful given the current predicament, and he's able to take advantage mm-hmm. of it. Also, him being in Europe is a big help right yeah. now.
0: Yeah, yeah. If if of this
1: course. if this circuit was happening in the US, if the Diamond League had most of its meets in the US, maybe we would see Benjamin running. Um don't I don't am not sure
0: I, I imagine Warholm would be here, right? If it was he he likes to race. Like so he he would yeah. he would be racing. Um he'd, he'd find his he way. Would find he'd, a way. If it was on the you know, if it was anywhere i think he's he's showing up to to do things but obviously being norwegian and you know being in stockholm and then going to monaco like it's 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 easy for him so he has a distinct advantage yeah maybe it's not uh just because of the fact that he's screaming at himself and whacking himself in the face and and, and well, the fact that he's doubling in a meet where he nearly broke the world record doesn't necessarily mean he wants it more i guess that's that's uh that's that doesn't bear out but Gosh, this guy's eager, right? He's—I mean, like, well, yeah. Who else he, doubles? Who else? It's not like Chet a guy was going to come back after the 5K and like, let eh, let me hop in that 1500. I'm ready to go. Like, who else does that? Yeah,
1: yeah. he—he's trying to capture the moment, and he's doing what we were imploring other athletes to do earlier this year, who had huge breakthroughs and huge PRs. I think yeah. that is what is separating him a bit, not just in his own event group, but from other athletes in general. I think he and his coach appreciate the fact that there is nothing guaranteed. There's nothing that's saying next year he's going to be better than this year. There's nothing that says when he gets in a race with Samba and Benjamin that they're going to run that fast, and he's going to necessarily be the one to get the world record. So he's going to take shots at it. He's trained his life for this moment. Did it come in an awkward year when there's no fans in the stands and competition is lower? Yeah, it did. But I think they're also thinking, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Let's go now. Let's not wait. 2021 may not be as good to us as prior years. So let's do it. And I think that makes sense from a competitive standpoint. He is young, and you think that he's going to keep coming back, and he's going to be able to do this for years and years. But there's no, there's no promise of that. There's no promise mm-hmm. of that. So we're just seeing Warholm just take big swing after big swing after big swing, and it's so far it's paying off, and he's almost getting the ultimate goal there, which would be yeah. this world record.
0: Hmm. I, I it's it's tough to even add anything else to it. He's he's remarkable, and uh, he is. You know, we talk about certain athletes saving a season and it's a little, yeah. it has a ten, tendency to be a little, uh, I don't know, disingenuous, but he's added along with Chep, the guy he, he's, he's put a big charge into the season, not being entirely yeah. lost along with Mondo Duplantis and other, and other athletes. Um, it's, it's great. And I say this knowing that this comes off as an old man take, but it, it has been great for the sport for him to be doing what he's done so far this year, and it was, I mean, good on him for doubling. When, like I said, you don't ever see, the, I mean, a world class athlete doubling in a in a nothing yeah. meet. He wanted to come back. I mean, good for the entertainment value. Is is this is cool? This is I don't want to take this for granted because you know you have you yeah. realize you don't see this very often where somebody's a threat to break the world record every single time out, and that's their expressed goal. And you know it's not a well. We'll see what's gonna come. I have no idea what I'm gonna run. It's no, I'm trying to break the world record every single time I come out. Uh, that just doesn't that just doesn't happen very very often. And uh, it's 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 more than we could have asked for in a in a lost season. It's pretty incredible.
1: He's not overthinking it, is mm-hmm. what you're saying basically. He's not overthinking it. He's saying I'm gonna enter my best event and I'm going to run it as fast as I can every single time. There will be no yeah. games. There will be no tricks. I might double, but I'm going to run my premier event first, and then I'm going to yeah. run a second event just to show you how good I am. But this is it. This is what I'm going to do. There's not going to be any any dodging my event. There's not going to be any gimmicks. I'm just going to go straight at it as hard as I can every yeah. single time. And
0: well, you're, you're going right. Forward I, I, I see why that it. has a feel. Yeah. Going forward, if I can give him any advice, I mean, just make sure to start a little bit quicker. I don't think his start has been fast enough. So I'm just uh, No, I, to, to answer your question a long winded way, I, I think he has the world record. I, by the end of this year, that's not an, a hard take, but, but um, gosh, if he doesn't, it's just going to be like, it's, it's, you feel, you're going to feel bad for him just because he's come so close now and he's, he's, Approaching the season with reckless abandon, so he deserves to have it. But uh, it's uh, – some parts of me want him to do it, and then some parts of me want him to do it in, like, the Tokyo Final, where it's just going to yeah, be a ridiculously no. fast race, where, you know, they could I, – I, it won't – the record won't last until the Tokyo Final next summer. But, it, you know, I remember being in Doha, and, and I – you We were sitting next to each other, and I thought he broke the record because my brain went to forty six four as opposed to forty seven four. And so, I don't know. You want there's some track and field itch to to want to see fast times all happen at the highest level, and not at the you know the Stockholm Diamond League with no fans. Um, yeah. But that I don't think it's going to last that long. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, you know, well, especially him, especially him, right? If it lasts that long, it's not necessarily a bad thing. He's going to get it eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, especially him. J- Jason and I were talking about this last night on another podcast I do, House of Run. I, and I'm with you. I want, I didn't want him to get it. I didn't want him to get it selfishly because I thought this guy deserves the crowd. This guy deserves yeah. the stage. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be done when he's in lane eight with nobody in the stands except cardboard cutouts yeah. in a, in, in, on, a, on a Sunday morning. Uh, yeah. well, U.S. time, I guess Sunday yeah. Sunday afternoon Stockholm time. That's just—it's not befitting who he mm-hmm. is as a racer, yeah. and it's not befitting a major major world record. But yeah. I don't think he cares about that. Clearly, he's no. wired differently. He's just going to go for it. Um, yeah, Brazier, ten in a row in the 800. Who saw yeah, this, this one, coming? Yeah, just kidding. Uh,
0: this one was. Bumpy, I felt like it was a kind of a like Monaco felt like a weird race, and then this one was even a little stranger. He never looked entirely comfortable, I think 200 meters to go, he was kind of boxed in. Uh, but then his last 100, as usual, was just incredibly elite and blew everyone's doors off. Um, I know that it's been reported, I guess he's dealing with a little foot issue, which it's always interesting because with track athletes, typically, if You know they're dealing with something. They're going to try to not race, and you would think, oh, it's an injury type thing. In a in a lost year, you would think, oh, shut it down. So it's hard to know the severity of it. Obviously, he's still winning, but it is nice, you know, as he progresses as an athlete to see him win even when things aren't exactly you know going to plan. It seems like he's much, to to my eye, he's much better suited, and everyone is. To an eight-man race in the in the eight hundred, this this pacer thing on, on the, when people starting in the same lane, I think it's kind of tricky. And you got Marco Arop in front of you. You're trying to navigate that. It's, I think it's a little complicated for the eight hundred. Um, he's figuring out obviously how to do it. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's going to be an American record this season. I could end up eating my words, but it's it, like i said it's good for him to figure out different ways to win as opposed to just blowing everyone's doors off from 300 uh 300 or 400
1: yeah i, I looked at this race differently than you i it looked like he knew exactly what he was doing and within about what 150 meters i well I saw him settle into the back of the pack and I thought this is going to be the the diamond league final race plan this is not going to be the no. Doha world mm-hmm. championship race plan of, of hey I'm, I'm not gonna go for the world record I'm just gonna try to Work on my clothes here, and I'm going to sit and sit and sit, and then when it's time to go, I'm going to go. He looked like he was to me in control the entire time, but was not really interested in chasing a fast time. And I think part of that sure. is, and and this is me just speculating. I did not talk to him about it, but if he were to come back on our podcast, I would say this to him, and he would probably agree with me. I think mm-hmm. he already has the American record. He already has the mm-hmm. American record. If he were, if he goes out and runs 142 two or 142 one are we thinking about Donovan Brazier differently, drastically differently? No, he gets his PR a couple ticks faster, but until he's ready to really leap into those one forty ones, then I think everything, every improvement is just icing on the cake at this point. And I think they wanted, it was his third race in a week. And I think they had more to gain by mm-hmm. thinking, okay, let's, let's just run this thing tactically move on. I think this was a, the last race of the year. I'm not hundred percent on that, but I, think I feel like they've
0: said set- this. The, I th- I thought I read that maybe he's going to do one other one. I could okay. I could be wrong. Um, yeah. I don't. But I think he just looked where. at the. La- okay. Yeah.
1: I stand corrected. I stand corrected. But I think he just looked at the landscape and said, and looked at the race and said, "This is how I'm going to run it," because um, he seemed to be in in the spot that he wanted to be in. Okay. Look, if Donovan here's here's my here's my prior. If Donovan Brazier is behind. 200 meters into a race and an 800 it's because he wants to be behind it's not because the pace is going too fast so yeah if he wants if he wants to get behind the rabbit he can nobody has a top end speed that brazier does if he had a foot problem Mm -hmm. or not i don't it doesn't matter he's still just so much faster than everybody else top end in in Mm -hmm. in that race
0: i'm curious because i got a i I, over the weekend i uh got a splinter in my foot and so Mm -hmm. it's been kind of tender i'm like is my foot more sore than Donovan Brazier's right now? Are we on the same level? I'm just trying to figure out because I don't think I'm at my peak right now. Like, I think I could still, if I needed to, you know, run a race, like try to break six minutes on the mile or whatever. But, like, if people ask me post race, how has training been going? I'd be like, well, hell, stepped on a splinter the other day. My foot's a little tender. Of- so, like, they would be like, okay, sure. Say- you're not ready to go for the world record right now, but you're you're still able to win the the local taylor community uh over 30 and over mile and i'd be like yeah okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. so i think we're on the same we're, we're on the, i i feel his pain basically
1: podcasters they're just like us mm-hmm. yeah that's my
0: take um about. yeah i don't, I don't know the, the one thing i i think back to of our podcast is with him was you know talking about what does it take to get to that next level and i know we were talking about rudisha and kind of prodding him to talk about when are you gonna run 140 donovan you know the the classic thing, uh, you know, he spoke about. <laughs> well, to get to the next level, you've got to every race. Y- y- Rudisha dominated every every race, and yeah, and and every uh, everyone knew he was going to do that every time out, and and um maybe that's the same right now with Brazier, but the, y- yesterday's performance was like, I don't know if Wesley Vasquez didn't like it blocked him a little bit better with 100 meters to go. I mean, Brazier was, would have had to go all the way around him. It seems like there were some tactical errors to my eye. We all know I'm an expert on 800-meter t- <laughs> tactics, Yeah, we, teach, class, we didn- uh, <laughs> teach an online I'm, course. I'm, uh, the,
1: the great courses just, with Lincoln Truck. It,
0: it just felt like, you know, that if he's trying to be Rhodesia-like, that one wasn't very Rudisha like I like my British. No, you know, I like this. I like his off races to be in the low 143s. I don't want any of this. He's getting a little too close to 144 for my liking.
1: <laughs> I think that's the goal to get to the Rhodesia level, but he can't yeah, yeah. just he can't snap his fingers and get to that level now. I think that's yeah. a, a a 2021 thing. And he's he mm-hmm. still dominated the race. I I think he still dominated the race. when when he's just looming there with 100 to go and he kicks past you. You know what it reminded me of later on when mm-hmm. I saw that Sunset Tour race. With Sinclair Johnson and she was just chilling the, the entire time and then she kicked the last hundred you know that mm-hmm. the final margin is going to look the final margin is going to look close for both those athletes yeah. but th- that race and it was close with 100 meters to go but yeah the race wasn't actually close Brazier's yeah, run no, was not good. actually he was I mean he That's put it. what was what was the margin there but at the at I the, think at it the was finish. almost a second
0: I mean to be honest it was almost a second I think like it it it, it ballooned it yes, ballooned pretty it was, high yes.
1: 0.89, 0.89 seconds to Marco arop I mean yeah that's a lot in a hundred
0: mm-hmm. that's a lot right yeah
1: anyway uh yeah other highlights Laura Mir ran 357 Jim Mariki ran 159 she beat Raven rogers who ran 201 but I still think that was probably Ra- Raven rogers best effort of the of the weird year here um yeah. and then uh, cherry V Cherry Chariot, we got Chariot V inngebrison in the 1500 which I'm sure you'd like to talk about
0: Chariot was incredibly impressive yesterday. I mean, the pacing, again, is is nuts. I, I think the guy could go out in 145 and still find a way to not fall apart. I mean, he's not, he's not in world record shape or anything like that. But he can go out as fast as possible. Like, you know, they go out in 150 yesterday, and he obviously is going to have a gap. And it was, you know, that was the pacer. So he's probably 151. Um and I think he called for or won it 149 opening. I mean, he just like, he weathers going out hard so well. And it, it doesn't, he's no worse for the wear. And uh, I kind of thought Ingebrigtsen would give him a little bit better of a challenge. I mean, we know at this point Ingebrigtsen's consistent enough to where at worst he's going to get second. But he he just, Chariot has this gap at, at the front and it, it just doesn't, he, he, he never gets past Like Ingebrigtsen for as close as he's gotten to him, as close as he got at Monaco, he can't get past Timothy Chariot. And that's, it's refreshing to see because what we're used to seeing in the 1500 prior to this Chariot era is, you know, oh, it's a kick for the finish and, you know, the, the best guy will come later, you know, he'll finish well. No, Chariot just goes to the front and says, try to pass me. And it's every single mm-hmm. time. And it's very impressive. Even if it's monotonous, I know you've been critical of the, the 1500 in the past. You have to appreciate how... Um, the way he runs is is i mean it's as for as entertaining as when kiprop was at his peak and you know he was coming from 12th to first or whatever it was or yeah yeah. you know whatever you know go go back to to previous eras um this is
1: this this is a a gym he's a gym class mile runner that's what timothy Cherry is he's the world's best gym class mile runner which is i'm gonna sprint out (laughs) Because yeah. I don't have any sense of pace. I'm going to yeah. keep cruising along. And then when someone gets on my shoulder, I'm just going to stand front, stand front, stand front, stand front. I'm never going to yeah. relinquish the lead. Mm-hmm. He seems, he's a nerd, it seems, from typical fatigue patterns that most athletes yeah. would exhibit. And most people, mm-hmm. once it starts going bad, it gets really bad. With Chariot, he's slowing down, but he's always keeping
0: something in the tanks. So that way he can just. Yeah.
1: Jet, jet away when he needs to to be,
0: to be clear the last hundred yesterday he looked pretty fried i mean his form was breaking down but still yet ingebrittson couldn't keep up and i you know i, I think yep. ingebritt running a great race plan he's running within himself and when it when it's going out in 54 flat he is staying back and saying i'm going to run 55 mid and yeah. it's, I don't think he's being overly cautious. Um, it, eventually at some point, I'm sure whether it'll be in an, an Olympics or sometime, like, you know, he'll, he'll beat Chariot. I don't think Chariot at this point is unbeatable. Um, but Chariot is certainly resilient. And even when you think he's, Oh, he's starting to feel this, which, you know, you saw, felt that in Monaco and, you know, he, a crack opened yesterday when they only ran, I think 58 seconds for, the third lap still yet yeah. still yet he he's he's hanging on and, and 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 it's it's uh it's pretty impressive even when the time like 330 and you're like this is another lame 330 um <laughs> no it he, he made it entertaining i mean the splits are not what you want but when you win every time eh, what, whatever yeah. it, it, it worked.
1: yeah no he's i mean he's he's Great. And I think I think you and Gordon think he's going to lose earlier than I think he's going to lose. I, I mm-hmm. think he is just – he's running to the level of his competition right now. Mm-hmm. And I think in a full – I think he would be someone who would benefit from more of a lead up. I mean we know what Lil Britson was doing earlier in the year because he was running road 5Ks and he was running really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know much about what Cherry was doing and how he was approaching the season, other than he was in the uh, world's most uh, unfortunate two, remote 2K of all time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. with the with the altitude and the wind and the wet there in mm-hmm. in Kenya, competing against the um, Ingerbridsens over in in Oslo. I think yeah. yes, he, he came out of the gate hard and uh, you know almost ran that, almost ran a PR in in Monaco. But I I I think he could break the world record again. I, I think that is definitely in play um, mm. next year. Interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a matter of time. I think that one is. I mean, if you asked me at the beginning of the year which one's going to last longer, the five k world record, or the fifteen hundred world record, I would have said five k will last longer. So don't actually believe yeah. anything I'm saying with any sort of confidence. And then I'll say that again about the – I'll say it again about the the 5K – sorry, I'll say it again about the 1,500 versus the 800, which I don't think is an outlandish take. I think that it's going to last – the 800 is much more secure than the 1,500. I think Chariot is going to get it at some point, maybe Monaco next year.
0: I, just not having seen him run three below 328, I don't I mean, 326 flat is really fast. I mean, yeah, he, he definitely goes out aggressively. He seems like he has the intent to break it. Every time, you know, let's just go out at one forty nine, one fifty. But I hadn't even really thought about it too much. Um, but as consistent as he is, you you would think that that it could that I don't know it could happen any time. You're right; the five K does kind of change the the thinking of it because I, I thought of that not as an unbreakable record, but I didn't really. I mean, if if. If the guy hadn't said I'm going for the world record, I would have thought, "No, oh, there's no one on currently in the world that can run faster than 1237. Um, and so Cherry is clearly more—you know, three twenty-six was within range for him, but um, it's he's twenty-four. That, that's yeah, that's tough. That's 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 yeah. You would think he's going to be able to figure that out at some point. But but three twenty-six flat is 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 very difficult. I think he's satisfied though, whipping uh, Inger Britson's butt every single time. Every single time out, though, uh, you know, everyone likes to, you know, oh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, so good for 19. And then Chariot's like, yeah, you know, I beat him every single time. I'm only four years older, too. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: let's, not, let's not underappreciate how good he is. Uh, there's a lot of good athletes right now. But uh, uh, like, like I said, the impressive – it's very impressive to see somebody who is able to just go out way too hard. Like you said, he's the gym <laughs> class guy. He's like the guy in, in – you know watch jimmy from J- from the jv team he's going to run he's going to run a mile he's going to go out in 202 and end up running 445 like that's what he does yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't die like he doesn't he can go out in one, yeah. 149 and be fine like he's not going right. to uh, he's not just going to completely fall apart it's very impressive most people don't do that and that is why he's continuing to beat ingridson because ingridson can't go out that hard without risking his entire race and I, th- that's a distinct advantage that Chariot has right now.
1: Well, credit to him. I think we underrate Ingebrigtsen Tactics, too, for being that poised. Mm-hmm. In the Monaco race, he didn't get a rabbit. He was the rabbit for that second group, and he still mm-hmm. ran ran 328. So I'm both both of them, I think, can up their up their game, right? I I think there's room for yeah. improvement on both sides. I don't, I don't
0: sides. think a I, 19-year-old can get better at this point. I think this is it, right?
1: <laughs> well, I like how you said the 326 – HML Guru's record is a, is a tough ask, you know, as if those other easy world records that are lingering out there, which ones are easy Lincoln, which ones are the easy world records? (sighs)
0: That's good. Yeah. There's a couple of race walk ones that I've been 10 K. No, there's no easy world record. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no, it's, there's, there's no, there's no real easy ones. You're right.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think he'll be able to have that drop though. I think it'll be a situation where he'll PR by mm-hmm. a second and a half. He'll get that perfect day in in Monaco or somewhere else. And you gotta because run three twenty five
0: though. Remember, you gotta run three twenty five to get a world record. That's uh that's pretty yeah. tough.
1: No, it is fast. It is extremely fast. Um I wonder if he'll go out well the mile in the the mile and the 15 are pretty well aligned with 343 and 326. i was For wondering if one was a... i
0: mean because miles are so infrequently run relative to 1500 343 seems harder they're probably like you said right around the same thing yeah. the the idea of running a 343 mile or 342 mile whatever it would take is is it's harder to wrap my mind around
1: well because you have the american-centric viewpoint about the sub four mm-hmm. and someone could Run, someone could break four and be 100 meters behind, more than 100 meters. Behind. Like Timothy, <laughs> Hishamel would could cross the finish line, and then someone who could run 359 would be all about to enter the home stretch. They yeah. would get the sympathy crop, essentially. That's how fast it yeah. is. I'm with you. Yeah. It does sound faster. It's crazy. Yeah. Before we go, yeah. uh, Sunset mm-hmm. Tour, you stayed up to watch it. I know you did. I think we all did. To- yeah, I did too. I did too. Uh, what'd you think? I thought Corey McGee was the story of the, the meet. What about you?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that was a... Corey McGee ran too flat. That race didn't have a pacer. I mean, Brendan Martinez went out and took the pace, and it was fast opening lap. I think they were like 58. So it was aggressive. Mm-hmm. Corey McGee is someone who is on the fringes of... You don't really think of her as a legitimate contender to make a team. I know she made a team, I think, come at, like way back in the day. I think two thousand. Uh, 2013, that, that was obviously before the Shelby Boulihan era. Um, you don't think of her as someone who's a major player, but she's had a really strong last two years. And I think last year at USA, she got like DQ'd or something. So who knows before the final, so who knows what she would have done in the final. Um, but running two flat and then, you know, running, I think a 403 PB, you, you got to really seriously con- consider her as a as an Olympic team contender. Um, you it's hard because you, you look at Shelby Houlihan and then you look at uh, Jenny Simpson. They're locked in. And then, you know, there's one spot between anybody between Kate Grace, Nikki Hiltz, uh, Sinclair Johnson, uh, maybe a couple others. But who of those vying for that third spot next year, who's had the best season? It's certainly been. Corey McGee uh, and two flat is a mighty impressive time. And so was it for, you know, Emma Coburn to run 201 and, you know, yeah. I think Rebecca Mayra ran faster and ran 201 as well. I mean, it was a very impressive 800 for no, no pacers and, to, you know, we got excited when Shelby last summer ran 159 and here's another competitor running, running too flat and maybe would have been faster if, 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 having the Pacer. Yeah. It's been a quietly, very strong season for, for Corey McGee and, uh, is showing herself, like I said, to be a, a strong contender for one of the hardest teams to make in the U S. Do you think she has a better chance than the 800? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, no because you're gonna to have to run one if everyone's firing on all cylinders you're gonna to have to run 158 157. i mean no she's not gonna do that anytime 157.
1: come on come on you're not gonna have to, run well, they, had to run one,
0: they had to run 158 last year to make it you had to run, i mean everybody ran 158. Uh, i mean okay yeah. so you Well, no, last, you last year was up, weird up, though okay. people
1: didn't even have the standards last year that was weird
0: Okay, but I mean Aj. Uh, so I mean Ajay's capable of running 157 any given timeout. Raven Riders beat her mm-hmm. last year, and then uh, my my mind's slipping on the 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 OTC woman who got yeah Hannah Green. Uh, you know she won a diamond league last year. Like you you may have to run 158 after three rounds, and I I mean that's not something I don't think McGee can do. I did not look at this through the through the lens of does she need to switch events? Did you look at it like that?
1: Yeah. I'm the event
0: switch advocate.
1: That's Mm -hmm. if I was Mm -hmm. hired in the track and field, I'm actually available for consulting. If Mm -hmm. my first rule, avoid Stefan Hassan. Second (laughs) rule during peak Rudisha, avoid David Uh, Rudisha. Mo Farah called me the other day. He said, should I still do the marathon? I said, no, there's this guy called Elliot Kipchoge. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Get away from him. Well, in both events, you have two people that you really feel strongly about making the team. You feel strongly about Houlihan and Simpson making the 1500 and you feel strongly about Wilson and Rogers making the 800. Then you go to that third, that third spot. Um, I mean, Perrier is right there. It's going to be tough to get past her, past Hilts, past Johnson in the 800. There's a, there's a group there. I, th- if both races were run in similar fashions, i.e. if the 1500 wasn't a wonky tactical affair yeah. i i i could almost see a, a s- smoother path in the 800 but because the 1500 is going to be weird that speed is just gonna be really helpful uh so yeah. I, I, she should do both she should enter in both is oh.
0: is, is the oh. end.
1: yeah
0: wow i didn't see I, you're, you're throwing curveballs at me the entire time uh why wouldn't you enter
1: both why wouldn't you enter man. both What what's the point of not entering both it's the first first half, second half, right? Fifteens in the beginning, five k's in the end. First four days, yeah, I
0: guess. Or sorry, yeah.
1: fifteen and eight. Sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You definitely would earn both. I guess that's a that's a good point. Okay, yeah.
1: I mean, okay, you course, you wrote yeah. the headline. You wrote the headline on the site. She runs the fastest oh.
0: eight hundred by an American this year. I mean, I, you had Outdoor. to have
1: been yeah out sorry. yes. Yeah.
0: You had to feel yeah, some right, sort I, way right. about the headline- it. There's a little thing called clickbait, Kevin. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's the the key clickbait. It was just a, it was an interesting yeah. observation. I would not have thought to look that up, but that is significant. I mean, she yeah. almost broke one. She almost ran 159 in a race with no pacer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. No, she definitely wanna gonna run I didn't even think about that. But yeah, run fifteen hundred and then obviously just why not throw it all out there in the eight hundred if, if possible. Yeah. You know, when I wrote the preview for the event, I was surprised to see her P B was two oh one. I probably wasn't even gonna mention her as much as I did. And I look up her, her personal best, I was like, wow, two oh one I didn't even know it was that strong. So she's got that that kind of the speed there naturally and then you would think she can go a little bit faster. So that's the argument for maybe the 800 could be a better event. And maybe you look at it now that you ran too flat. That said, the 800—I don't know—you can kind of—it's—it's uh, uh, it's
1: second. You—you obviously do it just for a chance to qualify. There's—there's there's no reason and why know you ran qualify.
0: 201. No one's going to say though, Emma Coburn, you should try the 800 as well, right? And she was just a little. Well, bit let me off.
1: let me look. Let me look at the schedule. Let me see how they that, if they, they overlap.
0: <laughs> yeah. well,
1: we're talking about legendary stuff here. That's what yeah. that's they name buildings after you when you do things like that, mm-hmm. Lincoln.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: There's no uh, Corey there's, McGee
0: multi-purpose center.
1: <laughs> the Emma Coburn steeple and eight hundred yeah. center for human performance. Uh yeah, there's no there's no reason not to do it. There's two days off after I guess. The question is, do you try to get the standard? Do you waste energy trying to get the standard early season? And I think she's good enough to obviously get the standard yeah. mm-hmm. with, without trying very hard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no benefit. Did you see in the back round of this race, Joe Boshard going nuts? It was, it was a I great, did. great clip. Yeah, he, uh, He's, like looking, he's like looking for the sub two, looking for the sub yeah. two. And then he sees that she just missed it. And he's like,
0: ah. When he's trying like to scream as a coach would, but he's like trying to like pulling his mask ahead of without pulling his mask off his face. He's like pulling it yeah, yeah. Um, in front of his, uh You know, everyone's, it feels like I'd be interested to see everyone's evolution with masks. Like, you know, I started with like a very surgical, like medical mm-hmm. mask. And then I've gone a little bit more towards like functionality, given how, how much I have to wear a mask when I go out. Um, be curious to see everyone's mask situation like is that the mask he started out with did he just wear it th- before the rates and then he realized oh i'm not gonna mm-hmm. be able to do my coaching duties because his mask is a little tight i mean my yeah. son is kick- kicking my butt right now he's got a spider-man mask like this is mm-hmm. like are you are you you are do you rock a, a cloth mask or a or like a surgical type mask
1: uh cloth one it's double, double layered, very smooth. Mine has a megaphone out of it, though, so I'll sell (laughs) them to any coaches. It just I can yell splits very effectively. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we so Carlos Villarreal uh, won the men's mile. Mm -hmm. Sinclair Johnson, as we mentioned, won the women's fifteen hundred. Lauren Piquet and Kellen Taylor went one, two in the women's five thousand. Then Cheserek, to no one's surprise, won a tactical (laughs) men's five thousand. Why are you laughing?
0: Oh, just uh, – yeah, it's, it's – uh, you would have liked someone else of his ability, obviously, in that race to make it a little quicker. I think the conditions were supposedly a little tough, but I was a little disappointed with the times in both 5,000s. Um, I mean, the, the women's 15 is a good mark, and I know there's a number of PBs, but come on, Chez. We can't roll a little bit faster than 13-21. I mean, I I, I would have liked to see
1: – Doesn't every Chesarek race feel like – like the Pac-10 championships, Pac-12 championships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just
0: yeah, I think he gets in that. Well, he's racing some guys that were, you know, past college stars in the NCAA. Maybe he's just like, well, I know how to beat these guys. We just go slow, and then I'll wind it up, right? And uh, yeah. you're just kind of like, all right, Ches, let's let's. We're we're not at Oregon anymore. Uh, let's. Uh, I mean, it's not his fault, right? I mean, there was that he didn't. It's he's just was trying to win. But I don't know. I just wanted I wanted more out of that race.
1: Yeah, Klecker and Hoare both broke 13.30. I think I know you thought Klecker would have a bigger I think he was, bigger I,
0: PR. He PR but I think he was having a pretty off race, it seemed like. to. I, I think he's significantly better than Ollie Hoare in the 5,000 on, on a typical day, and he got beat by him, and it was a good race for Hoare. But yeah, I thought Klecker maybe would be a little bit more competitive, and I thought he'd run in the 13 teams. It wasn't meant to be, though. They just were too – there's way too many, like 66, 67 laps in there, and it just wasn't yeah. – consistent and that could have been owed to the conditions so, so. maybe next yeah. sunset tour it, it's tough with no
1: week. it's tough with no with no pay, pacer and no well wait they had karen karen Leonard was there for a little bit right but few, not, not long laps. enough for
0: it to be a significant i mean you got to go through 3k obviously to make it i feel like you know a chance to run a fast time and it's just he wasn't in there for that long
1: yeah um Good point. Good point. All right. We'll leave it there. Flowcheckpodcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Lincoln will be back by himself tomorrow to do the full hour. He's taking your calls. <laughs> 1-800-CALL-LINK. Yeah. Link. No. I'll yeah. I'll link. Maybe we'll read some emails tomorrow. Maybe we'll read some emails. There you go. By we, I mean, whoever is on yeah. the show tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Alon, for producing. Thanks to you, Lincoln. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.